Okay, so let's talk about Narset. Uh, so Narset the Enlightened Master is a... Uh, it's not really... It's not a Voltron deck, because you're not trying to suit up Narset with a bunch of things. Uh, but you are winning with commander damage. Um, so the idea is you take all the turns. Uh, you take all the turns by continually casting a Beacon of Tomorrow's. Beacon from Tomorrow's. Beacon of Tomorrow's. Beacon of Tomorrow's. Uh, because when you cast it, it goes back into your library. So the idea is uh, you draw your deck, you cast Beacon of Tomorrow's, it goes into your deck, you attack with Narset, she casts Beacon of Tomorrow's, it goes back into your deck, you take an extra turn, you draw Beacon of Tomorrow's, cast Beacon of Tomorrow's, etc. Uh, so you just do this forever and you can just poke at people for 3 damage uh, an attack step and uh, and and you're done. Um, I mean, sure, it, it takes a little while, but it takes a little while in theory, but as long as you, you just kind of show uh, you know who you're playing against that this is what's going to happen, do you have an answer? And uh, if they don't have an answer, well, then you just shuffle up and go to, go to the next game. Um, so I like this deck. Uh, it's very flavorful, I think, um, because Narset is so enlightened uh, that, and you know, her first strike, and she just she hits you so fast and so hard that she only has to hit you once, basically. Many times you can actually just attack once, and you flip four cards, and you hit a time, you know, uh, an extra turns card, and you get an extra turn and you do it again you do it again and eventually you just kind of hit the cards that you need uh to go off and then you just take all the turns so basically you know m more than once i've just attacked once and gone off and won from there um so that's kind of cool um it has some you know expensive broken cards because you kind of need to to fight through uh fight through hate uh because she doesn't get a lot of hate uh, she's kind of hard to kill, um, so people will try to get around the hexproof and try to get her off the board because if you can start attacking with her, they've got a problem to deal with. So there's 36 lands, though really there's 35 because one of them is Maze of Ith, so that hardly counts. Most of the lands are you want to produce blue and white because while she is a three color commander, there are only two red mana symbols in the entire deck. Uh, one is on her and one is on Dak Faden. I mean, there, there are a lot of lands that produce that produce red because of course you do actually need red, but I've skipped out on a couple lands. Like I skipped out on the, uh, the red white temple, for example, while I run the blue white and enlightenment and blue red temples just because i blue is kind of the primary color it is very much a control deck so you want a ton of blue so i, just, I skipped out on that and there's there's a lot of uh you want you want more lands that come into play untapped so i recently uh dropped like i say i dropped that third temple for uh what was it i think city of brass right just because yeah sure you lose a life but just having that untapped mana source is great there are still some lands that come in tapped um, just because, you know, you kind of run out of dual lands at some point. I don't have any OG duels, so those would be obvious upgrades, but eh, I don't want to spend that money. Uh, so things like, uh, you have your pain lands like Atacar Wastes, 
Battlefield Forge. You have a Celestial Colonnade in there. Your City of Brass, Mana Confluence is, just, is some five color lands. Uh, Mystic Monastery is a tap land, but it produces all your colors. Uh, you have your three fetches, Scalding Tarn, Flooded Strand, and uh, Arid Mesa. Uh, you have your Shocklands of Steam Vents, a Hallowed Fountain, and Sacred Foundry. There it is. Um, so you have all those things. Um, and then you also want... You want just a few other things. You want Reliquary Tower, because you are going to draw your deck. Um, so you just want to be able to hold on to all your cards. Uh, you want Rogue's Passage, so you can you know, make her unblockable if there's just something in your way that you can't get through. There's Mikakoro, because drawing cards is great. Command Tower, of course, because she's a three-color commander, and this is a, you know, land that produces all your colors. Command Beacon, in case she gets prohibit prohibitively expensive to cast. Ancient Tomb, because everybody likes making two mana on turn one to cast a mana rock. And then we also have Strip Mine, Wasteland, and ghost quarter because sometimes you just need to kill a land that is uh, you know problematic so that's the uh, the amount of base and then there's a uh, seven islands two planes again it is mainly blue but you do want some white in there and we don't run a basic mountain because well if we get blood mooned or something stupid well we can make red it's fine in practice i haven't really had a problem with red mana i mean i suppose you could maybe try to want run one in case you needed to fetch for it and needed it to come in uh, you know, untapped and couldn't pay that two life. If you're down that low, you've got other problems, so it's probably not the end of the world. But other than that, it's a, you know, there's nothing terribly exciting about the mana base. It's just kind of like pick, pick good lands that, again, come in untapped for the most part, make all your colors. Uh, don't go too crazy on colorless lands. We have, uh, let's say, Wasteland, Wasteland Strip Mine, Ghost Quarter, Rogue's Passage, Mikakoro, and I think that was the only. So there's about five there that don't produce any any color at all. So I mean, in, you know, you could end up with some stupid draws where you just have like two colorless lands and like no mana rocks. And okay, now you're you're hurting a little, so you got a mulligan. But uh, it's not it's not the end of the world. And it, it's been it's been a good mana base so far. Um, so I would probably just opt to. I mean, if you have the original dual lands. I would drop the Celestial Colonnade, probably drop a Mystic Monastery, the ones that come in tapped, because they do slow you down. But yeah, so that's the mana base, and uh, we'll end that little section here, and uh, see, what, uh, see what we'll talk about next. So because Narset uh, wants non-creature spells to cast off her ability, uh, we run a higher number of uh, mana rocks than I think is normal. Uh, we have 12 in the deck. At zero, we start off with uh, Chrome Mox and uh, Mana Crypt because, you know, free mana ramp is great. Uh, at the one CMC slot, we go to Soul Ring and Mana Vault. At two, we go to all three of the Signets, the Azorius Signet, the Boros Signet, and the Izzet Signet. Uh, we also have Grim Monolith and Thought Vessel. And Thought Vessel has the added bonus of uh, giving us no maximum hand size because, of course, we want to draw our deck. So that's just added bonus there. Um, and then on the top end, we have uh, Commander Sphere and Chromatic Lantern uh, and Dark Steel Ignite. Uh, those are all great. Uh, Chromatic Lantern is great. Commander Sphere lets us draw a card if we're kind of flooded. And what was the other one? Oh, Dark Steel Ignite is just kind of there because, you know, I didn't know what to else fill the, fill the slot with. But it does produce all our colors and it's indestructible, so that's always nice. So now that we have all this lovely mana, what do we do with it? Well, like I said, we're going to take all the turns. We're, we're winning with commander damage, so we need to just continually attack 
and you can't do that when other people are taking their turns. So what's going to happen is we want to cast Enter the Infinite to draw our deck, and then we cast Beacon of Tomorrows over and over again, because when Beacon of Tomorrows resolves, it goes back into its owner's library. So if we cast Enter the Infinite, we draw our deck, uh, we play out Thought Vessel, or uh, we play Reliquary Tower, so now we don't have to discard ever. Our library will just be Beacon of Tomorrows all the time. Sure, we put that one card on top, but that's not a, that's not a problem. So when we attack with Narset, we will cast Beacon of Tomorrows, then we draw it for a turn, we'll cast it again, it'll go back to the library, Narset will cast it, it'll go back to our library, we will draw it and cast it. Um, so how do we cast it continually? Because it's eight mana. Um, well, we have Omniscience, so we can show and tell out Omniscience and cast it for free along with the other extra turns cards like Expropriate, Part the Water Veil, Temporal Mastery, Temporal Trespass, Time Stretch, Time Warp, and Walk the Aeons. So we can take all the turns there. Um, you're going to hit some of these off Narset, you're going to hard cast some of them, and then again, once you enter the infinite, it just doesn't matter anymore. You just cast them all and say continually cast beacon of tomorrows to go in for the win so, uh, so like i said there's omniscience uh, so we can either hit that off narset or we show and tell it out after we uh, enter the infinite that's kind of the start of your win con uh, especially because once you have omniscience out now you just have all your counter spells for free you have just everything so it kind of doesn't matter what your opponent is doing we're just going to take all the turns so given we have this combo finish, how do we get there? Well, we have like 14 things that draw us or filter us uh, cards. So uh, we have Dak and Jace are uh, two planeswalkers. Dak gets you two cards at a time. Um, and he also could just steal, you know, a random Blightsteel Colossus. That's always fun. He can steal mana rocks. That's great too. Uh, Jace will brainstorm and, uh, you know, let us scry ourselves. Uh, and he can also get rid of creatures out of the way. And he can just be a win con too. So, and then we have, uh, you know, Brainstorm, Ponder, Preordain. We got Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise. Uh, you have Time Spiral and Time Reversal. So those are always fun. You got a Sensei's Divining Top to filter your uh, draws. A Merchant Scroll. Uh, it can go get an instant card. So it can find it can find other, uh, you know, interesting things. It can find things that can find us other things. Uh, it can go get us, you know, a Counterspell or something like that. Or it can go get a uh, Mystical Tutor, which will then find something else. So it's good as well. Uh, Enlightened Tutor can get us a Mana Rock, or it can put... Uh, omniscience on top of our deck uh, for Narset to flip. Uh, we also have Personal Tutor because, hey, uh, more. Well, I mean, Personal Tutor is like uh, Mystical Tutor, except it's finding a sorcery, so right there it can just find Enter the Infinite. That's mainly your card draw stuff. There are other spicy things that we'll talk about later. So now that we have the game plan down, which is just take all the turns, people are going to try to screw this up. Uh, one of the biggest ways is just having creatures on the battlefield, because if there are just too many creatures, um, Narset can't actually get through. So we run, uh, you know, four board wipes in the form of Fumigate, Supreme Verdict, and Wrath of God, and Cyclonic Rift, which I call a board wipe. Uh, so these are going to get things out of the way for Narset, and especially if you strap on uh, the Dark Steel Plate to Narset, so we run a Dark Steel Plate as well, then she will live through our our board wipes. These Wraths are going to get stuff out of the way. We have other answers in a more targeted form, uh, in the form of uh, Capsize. So 
some things like Nekusar are really bad. Uh, other just permanents that deal us damage when we draw cards, because of course we can't really enter the infinite if we're going to take a point of damage for every card we draw. Because enter the infinite does say draw cards equal to the number of cards in your library. Uh, we also have Cryptic Command, that can also bounce permanents. Uh, again, problem per permanents like Nekasar. Cyclonic Rift is also just spot removal there, we can just kind of return anything. Uh, Detention Sphere can, again, get rid of pro any problem permanent. Uh, Maze of Ith will get rid of problem attackers, other big creatures. And Maze of Ith also, also lets us attack with Narset and then take her out of combat. So we can attack with her and get the uh, get the trigger, but we don't actually have to connect, so we can just maze our own commander. She does what she is going to do, but then she doesn't actually need to uh, die to some big creature. Uh, and then of course we run Path and Swords because they are fantastic. Uh, they deal with big indestructible things and basically any anything that's in, in your way. And then there are other uh, other problems to deal with, such as opposing board wipes or sac effects or any anything like that. Uh, big nasty creatures, uh, people countering your Enter the Infinite, uh, stuff like that. So naturally we run a bunch of counter spells. Uh, we run counter spell, uh, cryptic command because cryptic command just does everything. Flusterstorm, because it's cheap and it will probably solve our problem. Uh, Force of Will, Insidious Will, which seems weird, uh, especially when you run Cryptic Command, but it's, you know, it's a little easier to cast, and the uh, Copy Target Instant or Sorcery uh, should not be underestimated. Uh, I copied a Demonic Tutor and, you know, found my Wincon right there. They didn't even get to resolve their... They basically resolved their... Well, I countered their Demonic Tutor, actually. And when it was all done, I countered their Demonic Tutor. Mana Drain, Mental Misstep, because sometimes you just want to counter that Soul Ring on turn one. Uh, Mystic Confluence is a great card. And Pact of Negation. Uh, so all of these can just, you know, put a stop to our opponent's game plan and uh, let us resolve ours. So now let's take a look at uh, some of the spicier cards. Um, obviously I said we run uh, Darksteel Plate because that makes Narset indestructible, gets uh, around board wipes, gets around our own board wipes. We have uh, Lightning Greaves so we can give her haste. Uh, the Shroud isn't really a thing. Kind of annoying sometimes if you want a maze, but the haste is important and the equip for zero is great. We have a uh, Mind's Desire because that's a thing. Uh, Narset Transcendent because she basically draw she draws us cards essentially, uh, or she can rebound an instant or sorcery, and especially when that instant or sorcery is something like, uh, you know, time stretch. That's fine, that's good. Uh, scroll Rack is great because it lets us put cards that we want Narset to cast back on top of our deck. If you have an important uh, extra turn card and you want that to get cast off uh, Narset or like you're holding Omniscience or something, well then you just put that back on top and let her cast it. Uh, show and Tell, you kind of need that so that you can Show and Tell Omniscience after you enter the infinite. But it, al it also is just kind of a little spicy thing. Um, spell Twine. Six mana, but you get to cast one of your own spells and one of your friend's spells for free. So those are that's pretty fantastic. Uh, stifle, because sometimes you just win games when you stifle a turn one fetch, uh, or you know 
other important things. And then also Strionic Resonator because it will copy Narset's ability. So now you're flipping eight cards instead of four and you get to cast any you know, non-creature spells that way. So that's fantastic. So now let's talk about some of the fun plays you can make. I actually kind of missed a Leyline of Anticipation in the last section, and it lets you cast all your stuff at instant speed. So you can cast, like say you have a card in the graveyard that you need, and you have a tutor, and you have, let's say, a time reversal. So you could cast your Mystical Tutor, to put something on the stack, or put something on top of your library, but then you can respond by casting Time Reversal to shuffle your hand and graveyard in. So then everything goes in, and then you can tutor for the card that you need, and if you stack even like a Brainstorm at the bottom, or a Ponder, or a Preordain, you can actually just draw that card. So you can have, you know, three things on the stack, and everything resolves, and the end result is you have this card back in your hand. So that might be important for the uh, you know, getting back a capsize or a cryptic command again to deal with some problem permanent, um, just so you can get out of get out of sticky situations that you get yourself in. Um, Leyline of anticipation also helps solve the monarch problem. So, if there's some effect out that is making you draw extra cards a turn. Um, that's a problem, but when you have Omniscience out, and then you just get your Ley Line of Anticipation out, well now you just cast uh, Beacon of Tomorrows literally every time you draw it, before you would have to draw a card again. And uh, that gets you out of a lot of, uh, a lot of problems. Um, like I said before, you can use Insidious Will to uh, copy opposing tutors to get your own tutor. Um, and just do stupid things with that because that's always fun. Um, and those are some of the basic ones that I've uh, encountered. Uh, going through this card list and doing this uh, series of recordings, I'm probably going to swap out some cards. Don't know if we need Darksteel Ingot. Uh, Spell Twine is pretty good, um, but sometimes it's a little expensive. I'd like to fit a Gitaxian probe in somewhere. Um, maybe bring some of the things lower to the ground as far as mana cost goes. But uh, I will definitely keep the uh, tapped out and goldfish pages up to date. And uh, I will uh, provide links for those in the next section. So this has been, uh, this has been Narset. Um, like I say, the game plan is pretty simple. You want to disrupt your opponents and protect your own game plan. So it's a it's trying to find that spot that, that balance between how much do you disrupt your opponent or opponents and how much do you protect your own game plan and not really worry about what they're doing. Uh, if they're, you know, being very aggressive and coming at you with a lot of creatures, well, that sort of forces your hand, but if they're kind of dirtling along, well, then you can maybe save your stuff for protecting your own uh, game plan. And, of course, it depends on what, what they're playing. If they're in green, well, it's not like you need to hold up your counter spells to counter their counter spells because, well, they don't have any. Um, so, yeah, Narsita, uh, she's, she's fun, she's flavorful, uh, she can end games pretty quickly. Um, she's not as frustrating as some other, you know, like a Stax deck or something like that, because when she ends the game, you kind of just end the game. Um, yeah, you kind of untap and you, you have to do a couple things 
to find your pieces, but then once you do, it, it doesn't take very long to just rip through your extra turns and be like, yeah, okay, I found the thing and the game's over and we're going to shuffle up and go to game two. And then you put her away and you pull out something else. Um, so, I mean, yeah, she's not, she's not an everyday deck. Uh, she, she's higher powered and she can just wreck face. So that's uh, that's Narset Enlightened Master. Uh, you can find the deck list at um, Tapped Out and MTG Goldfish that I'm using. Uh, that's using Bitly for the link. So bit.ly slash Narset Goldfish and Bitly slash Narset Tapped Out. And you'll find the, the lists there. And like I say, I'll keep those up to date and, uh, and enjoy. Enjoy wrecking your local commander group. <laughs> Have fun.